thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, hey everybody, want to welcome you to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. Are you guys ready to be super encouraged in your faith? I hope so. You know why? Because recently I joined TikTok, right? And um, if you don't know what TikTok is, it's a very interesting mobile app. It's also a live streaming app. And there's a lot of believers over there. And I happened to stumble upon this guy's uh, TikTok messages. Uh, called Crazy God Story, and uh, I just loved it. Totally encouraged me. I contacted him. I said, you know, you would be a good guest for our show. Would you please come on? And he said yes, and he's here with us tonight. And this is just going to be fun. You know, this is like a brother in the Lord uh, who has his own walk with the Lord, and um, he's just going to share some of what God's done in his life, and that's what we all should be doing, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to share this out, whatever platform you're on. If you're on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Mixer, or even if you happen to be listening to one of our archive platforms for our podcast, which is audio only, feel free to share this out wherever you can, okay? Because I'm sure it's going to be good. It's going to encourage you. And uh, who knows, maybe God will use this as a crazy God story, right, to bring somebody to him who you never know. In fact, uh, there is a crazy God story of at least one woman who hadn't been reading her her Bible and as a result of TikTok got like slammed by other believers saying, read your Bible. <laughs> and I think my guest will tell you about that tonight. Okay, so so, um, but before we get to, our, to my guest, let me remind you, Ariel Ministries is our sponsor. Uh, don't forget, you can go over to ariel.org and save 20% when you use that coupon code Bible News. That's right. This is Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective. And uh, Dr. Arnold Fruchenbaum is a world-renowned international Bible teacher and actually a friend of our ministry. So, you know, he's been sponsoring us for three years now. And uh, we pray that that would continue. But we, that will only continue if you use their stuff and you let them know that you're hearing about it from Bible News Radio. So use coupon code Bible News. Go to Ariel. Share it with your friends. You know, um, there's lots of places you can buy gifts at Christmas time or Hanukkah. Why not? Why not Ariel Ministries? Support them. They support us. And everybody wins. Also, if you want to donate to our show, don't forget... You can actually do that by going to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. And I also want to remind you, below here, we have a ticker that Bareface set up for us, right? It's right there, where it says text Bible News to 33222 for updates, contests, and more. Uh, just keep reading down there. And if you want to be on my, my text message list, you will definitely get text messages from me. Uh, this is a this is another paid service that we use to reach you so that you can be in touch with us. Like some of you, you know, found out that we were running a little bit late because I just sent out a text saying, hey, don't worry, we're gonna, we're running a few minutes late and it's okay. So now you know, that way you don't have to freak out. Like, where are we at? We should be here, right? But we, uh, 
we are. Okay. All right. Speaking of that, I'm going to share this out with my followers on Periscope. And we're going to tweet that out. Okay. And let me tell you a little bit about my guest. My guest. His name is Christopher Randall. Can you believe that? His last name is Randall. Just like my my husband's first name. Literally spelled the same way. Um, He is or was. I think he still is a mechanic. Right? Are you still a mechanic? He is. Okay. And he's got a lot of crazy God stories about what he did as a mechanic. Uh, He likes beer. Yeah. He likes games, technology, you know, and, uh, and he loves the Lord. And that's the, that's, that's the best part right there. He's got a family and, um, and all that. And he's, he's, he's here tonight to share with us some stuff. So let's bring him on the screen. Yeah, you are. There you are. So welcome to our show, crazy guy, crazy God story guy. Uh, so those of you guys who are not on TikTok, if you just, if you decide to join TikTok, it's T-I-K-T-O-K, and Chris's name on there is Crazy God Story, right? Yes. All right. So welcome to the show. Glad you're here. I know I'm kind of kind of known on this platform. You're not on Periscope, but you're on TikTok. So no. tell, us, tell us a little bit about who you are and how did you get on TikTok? Wow. So the way I got on TikTok... Um, uh, one of the guys that I work with had TikTok. Uh, TikTok is what Vine used to be. And mm-hmm. so you can upload anywhere from, you know, videos that are up to 60 seconds. Right. I'm a mechanic for a living. I work on heavy equipment. And um, one of the guys that works for me had downloaded TikTok and we'd watch it. And it's, you know, good to laugh at. And one day this uh, cat that lives in the yard where we're at had kittens inside the brake drum of a Mack truck. And, um, you know, it's fairly large. And so I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. So I made this little video and and that video just blew up. Um, it had, uh, I think, close to 800,000 views and wow. uh, several hundred thousand likes. And um, so I, you know, cr- kind of made a chronicle of, you know, these cats growing up. And and I was like, you know, this is this is cool and all, but, you know, why don't I do this about Jesus? Because I started seeing other people on TikTok uh, you know, talking about God and their faith and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is you know, at the time I had about 7,000 followers and I'm like, man, I can start talking to these people about my faith. And, um, you know, I've seen God do so much. And Jesus said, let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds and glorify your father who's in heaven. So I figured, you know, I could, uh, you know, kind of channel, you know, this social media thing and do something positive with it. So that is cool. So I did not know that. So it started out with, with some kittens. Cause, cause, yeah. yeah. Cause I'm okay. So I'm wondering, Okay, because like right now you have close to what sixteen thousand followers almost. Yeah, like fifteen thousand seven hundred ish, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, so almost sixteen thousand. That's that's yeah. awesome. We, I mean, on on Periscope, the the biggest platform I'm on, I got six thousand. So oh, that's still awesome. Yeah, that's so, still a fantastic influence. Yeah, but you know, as you know. Um, these platforms like to spike Christians and hide them and conservatives <laughs> and, and all that. So whenever, whenever I see, whenever I see, uh, um, you know, Christians, like, like I have 6,000 followers, but our reach is a couple hundred because they hide us, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, but that's all right. Cause God still uses the platform and he uses his people yeah. everywhere. And I think it's, I think it's great. So. So tell us a little bit about who you are, like, like, uh, 
like share your testimony because I um, yeah because you know I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about you because I watched your videos and I was like I like this guy he's so cool I don't yeah. invite just anybody on my show I, I don't awesome. so so I invite people that I know are going to resonate with our audience and I especially love just normal people right which you know Christians aren't but you know <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be wackos, man. You know, yeah. the, 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 the first Christians, they loved each other so much and they were so honest that the world around them was like, what is wrong with these people? I want that. Um, you know, they weren't normal, but, uh, no, my testimony. So I, uh, you know, uh, I grew up in what I call schizophrenic Christianity. It was really crazy. There was no consistency, um, you know, there's nothing in my parents' life that made me look at them and go, yeah, they're really, you know, believe what they say or live what they say. And it just didn't line up. And when I was 18, I looked at my mom and I asked her, I'm like, why should I believe what you believe? And she didn't have an answer because there was nothing real about it. And um, so, you know, I kind of was like, you know, trying to figure out what to do with my life. And, and um, uh, that was when I was 18. And, and, um, you know, I, I can look back and go, I can always say that God had his hand in my life and was trying to get me to follow him. Like God was active in my life. And so, um, you know, I, I, uh, got married a few years after that. Uh, and, um, you know, I just, I wasn't a good husband, wasn't a good father. And I'd heard all these Christians say from when I was growing up, you know, my whole life that, Hey, you know, God, if you, you know, surrender your life to him and invite him in your life, uh, you know, he'll change your life. And, and so, um, in December of 2008, I got to this point where I was just really low. I was miserable and, and, um, you know, my marriage wasn't good. I was not a good father. Um, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, mean or abusive or anything. I just was really selfish and self-centered and, and, um, you know, stuff like that. And, and, uh, just, I didn't like it. <clears throat> and I had been trying to change for years and years and years, you know, something would happen and my wife would get really upset and, and I'd, uh, constantly tell her, you know, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. And I would do it for a little while. You know, I was always able to, you know, kind of change my behavior for a little while, but it would never last. And I always fall back. And so in December of 2008, I just, you know, cried out to God, I was home alone and just told him, you know, I'm going to surrender my life to you. And, um, he just kind of reached into my soul and changed the DNA of who I was. And I became different from then on. That's very cool. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, sometimes it takes for us to be broken, you know, in, in different ways. <laughs> I mean, let, let me just, you know, put it that way. I mean, you don't know me either. So, you know, I can tell you, I wasn't raised in a Christian home at all not not even remotely close to being raised in a Christian home. I was raised in a very abusive home. And I was abused very badly. Um and I came I became a Christian when I was in high school when I uh joined choir when my friend Gail told me about the gospel and I um started reading the Bible through it after my mom wouldn't let me get a Bible. She I had to get a Bible smuggled to me and then um then Gail let me she smuggled her grandmother's Bible that she gave to her to give to me because my mom wouldn't let me have one. Um, and I would read it in secret, but I was so radically saved that it was so apparent to my mom that she was just like, this is, you're, you're insane. She thought I joined a cult, which I didn't, but <laughs> she did. She thought I joined a cult and there's a lot more to my testimony, but I will say that, that being radically saved, having a hunger and a thirst for God's word falling in love with, with prayer and discipleship and memorizing the word of God and then seeing God in everything, 
Um, if that's not God, I don't know what is because because like your great your crazy God stories are so cool because it's well, yeah. how many coincidences can happen to one person? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the world will say, oh, that's just a quinky dink, you know, it's like, you know, so uh, so yeah. So anyway, so tell me about some crazy God stories. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have this journal that I, I kept while that stuff was going on and, um, just kind of wrote about that stuff. And, um, you know, I, uh, like I said, you know, I started following Jesus in December, 2008. I was a mechanic at the time and, and, um, you know, mechanics earn the reputation or they have the reputation that they've earned and, you know, not real honest and stuff. And the shop I was working at just was, was one of those. And, and, um, you know, that was a thing in my life that, uh, you know, I was not the most honest person <laughs> and, um, and that was one of the problems in my marriage. And that was something God really had to change in me. And, um, so, you know, I started following Jesus and one of the things that happened, like nobody had ever showed me or told me, you know, what it meant to be a follower of Jesus or what that looked like. And so I just started, um, you know, I think the Holy Spirit did. So I just started getting up every day and reading my Bible and praying. And that wasn't something that, um, you know, I was like told I needed to do. I just started doing it. And um, not long after that, um, it was, uh, sorry, I'm pushing my earpiece and it keeps wanting to fall out. Okay. But uh, not long after that, I'd started going to church and uh, was going to this Baptist church in the town that I live in. And, uh, you know, I, God was just doing a lot in my life. And the pastor of the church was talking about uh, spiritual gluttony. Um, and he basically said, you know, if you're getting fed, you have to do something with it. You can't just, you know, take it all and you got to do something with it. And um, so, you know, I was looking for a job at the time because I'd left the job I was at. And, um, you know, I, uh, I'm just going, okay, God, what do I do? And, and uh, he put it on my heart to start a nonprofit mechanic company where I work for people for free. And uh, there's a uh, lot of things that went into uh, me feeling like that's what I was supposed to do. Um, uh, one was there was this verse that um, I read. Well, there's several verses that I read. Um, one uh, was in Matthew when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Because, um, you know, when, when you're going to work for free, you know, I'm sitting there going, how am I going to take care of my family? I have to work. I can't not have a job. And um, that was one of my biggest struggles. I'm going, God, this doesn't make sense. And at the time, you know, one of the questions was, well, have I done or am I just trying to make up for, you know, my past transgressions or whatever? And, and you know, maybe that's just kind of what I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to do. And, and um, so he showed me that verse and I'm like, OK, well, you know, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And then I read this verse in Ephesians. It says, let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands that which is good just so he can have something to give to him who has need. And um, I was like, okay, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, so one day I, uh, you know, felt like, okay, this is really what I'm supposed to do. So I, I, I went to talk to my wife and um, we were uh, living in this place and, you know, we were in the living room and, and I you know, just told her what I thought I was supposed to do. And, and um, one of the scariest things I've ever done is to tell my wife, I want to work for free without getting <laughs> a paycheck. And, and, uh, and uh, she's like, well, hold on a minute. And she goes and she gets her Bible and she says, well, I've been, you know, been reading something. And she pulls out that verse um, out of Ephesians that I'd read. And, and she's like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. So that was that was one of the confirmations. The other really big one, what, uh, there was one other really big one for me. And, um, you know, when I'm, I'm just kept going, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. You know, how is this going to work? You know, I don't have, you know, I'd been a mechanic for a living for like six years. So I didn't have a ton of experience. 
I didn't have, um, you know, all the tools that a normal shop does. And I'm just like, this, this there's just so many things about this that don't make sense. It can't work. And so I told God, um, you know, if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. Um, but I just need to know for sure. You know, I kind of had a Gideon moment and I really relate to Gideon because, you know, God was telling him to do something that to him just didn't make sense. You want to make sure it was God. And so um, I had this guy in town that I live. Uh, he was a pastor and he calls me up and he says, Hey, I have this uh, guy who uh, his car's broke down. Can you go look at it? And, you know, he knew I was a mechanic. So I go and I look at this guy's car and um, he'd thrown a rod in his engine. And that means there's no way to fix it. Like that engine is a, a boat anchor and it's, there's nothing anybody can do to fix it. it the, the block was trashed. Um, and then he tells me, well, my transmission was going out and my uh, power steering pump and alternator were also going out. So he needs like thousands of dollars of parts. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, I don't even have a job. I can't help you. And the church he was going to, the pastor that called me, he's like, yeah, we, we're not going to help him. We just, you know, we can't. And uh, so we had no money. Um, you know, he'd lost his job a few months before because he didn't have a car and couldn't get there. And um, uh, so I left. And about three days after that, I get a call from a guy in the town I live in who knew me. And he uh, he says, hey, you know, I'm fixing to move. And uh a while back, somebody had uh, left a car on my property. I've got to get rid of it. You can have it if you need it. It runs and drives, but I don't have a title. Now, the guy uh, that had the car, it was this, uh, uh, you know, beat up mid-90s Chevy something or other. I don't remember what it was. And and the guy that was, you know, said, hey, I got this car. It was uh, another mid-90s Chevy uh, piece of junk that had the same motor and transmission. And um, so it was just like God providing exactly what this guy needed. Um, and it was for me really like God taking a megaphone going, yeah, this is what I want you to do. And so I was like, all right. Hmm. And, um, yeah, that's and crazy. So, uh, that is crazy. That is a crazy God story. I mean, what's the likelihood, right? By the way, just so you know, I used to work at Toyota in the service department and I, I worked for three years with mechanics and, uh, they they hated to be called grease monkeys because they are like very smart people. Yeah, they are. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I could tell you some unethical stories too that happened there as well, which is sad. Um, but it is what it is, you know. There are honest people yeah. out there. I've I've met some really honest mechanics and honest shops, but like the last guy that I worked for, um, when I decided, yeah, I can't work for this guy, I had um. Uh, there was a truck I did. It was either parking brake shoes or I did the U-joints on. It was for a guy that owned several pizza huts. So he had money, you know, he wasn't hurting for money. And, um, like a week later, my boss comes to me and says, Hey, uh, you know, this guy's truck, it's doing something. And I think it's the thing that you, or I think it's this other thing. It's one of the parking brake shoes or, or U-joints, one of those two. He said, but if it's the same thing you fixed, we're going to tell him it's something else and charge him for it. And that's just like a common thing, you know, because when you bring your car into a shop and, you know, Mr. Joe Blow mechanic tells you, hey, here's what's wrong with it. You really don't have a way to know if he's telling you the truth or not. So, yeah. And I just I wasn't going to live like that anymore. And just the stuff that, um, you know, I continually saw God do like I was like, OK, so I stepped out in faith and um, decided I'm going to do this. And And when I look at faith, here's the thing is I don't think that faith is blind. Like it, the Bible does say, um, you know, Paul says we walk by faith, not by sight, but I don't think faith is something that's blind. And I continually saw that. Like when you look at Hebrews 11, one, it says, 
I can't see that. Oh, it's okay. I'm just showing you all the people in Periscope. Oh. Got quite an audience oh, awesome. in there. So. Awesome. So when when you look at faith, uh, Hebrews 11, 1, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Or some translations will say the, and this is an important verse to me. This really helped me. So that's why I'm bringing this up. Um, some translations will say the conviction or the assurance of things not seen. But when you go into the Greek, it's saying faith is um, based, it's, it's a, uh, it's a assurance or a, that's based on evidence. And, and for me, you know, when I gave my life to Jesus, there was evidence from people that had said, Hey, you know, God can change your life. And so I was kind of, you know, that was evidence. And, and um, you know, as you follow uh, God, you know, he, he continually, as you step out in faith, he continually proves that uh, he's faithful. And so every time you're stepping out in faith, it's not like just this, this blind faith. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't see what's going on. It's, kind of like faith is like a door. You can't see what's on the other side of a closed door, but you know, God is there and that he's leading you there. And so, right. Yeah. So some of the stuff that happened, um, you know, I'd been, uh, you know, helping people out for a couple of months. And, um, one of the, uh, the things that happened was we had, um, uh, it was September, 2009 showed up. I'd been doing this, uh, nonprofit mechanic thing. And, and the thing is, is like when you help people, no matter how broke they are, they're always like, I can give you something, you know, I never gave anybody a bill or asked for money, but every month, you know, when I'd, I'd help people out, I'd have them give me a little bit of money, you know, I'd, I'd get, you know, one to $200 a month. And so uh, September of 2009 rolls around and I did not have the money to pay my rent. I think I had 240 some odd dollars in the bank and, and could not pay my rent. It was the first of September. And my landlord at the time was the kind of guy that you pay your rent the day it's due. You do not pay the day after. And uh, me and my wife were praying about it. And God just said, write a check, which I wouldn't encourage people to normally just write a check that they can't cover. But we really just felt like this is what God was telling us to do. Um, and so I was, you know, kind of freaking out about it, but I, you know, wrote a check, took to my landlord and, um, Within a few hours after that, somebody called me up and said, hey, I've got uh, some work I need you to do. I need two air conditioners fixed on two different vehicles, and I'm going to pay you like you're a shop. I'm not going to let you uh, do it for free. And so I was able to get that done um, in like two days before the check cleared the bank. I was able to get all the parts that I need, and um, we had enough money to actually cover uh, our, our rent that month, um, get all our bills caught up. We got groceries. Um, and so God, you know, constantly did things like that where he just took care of us. Um, one of the, one of my favorite things that happened at that time, this was early on, I got a, a buddy of mine that I've known for a long time and he was, uh, framing houses at the time. And I was in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, going down the, the highway and this, uh, car was pulled off the side of the road, the emergency flashers on. And so I stopped and, you know, I'm a mechanic, I'm in my work vehicle with all my tools and stuff. And, and they were on the phone, they just pulled over to, you know, talk on the phone. And so I go and get to get back in my car and a tape measure fell off the back of this work truck as I'm going to get back in my car. And, um, you know, I use a tape measure for work, but I use cheap ones. And the one that fell off was a Stanley fat max tape measure. It's a 25 foot, you know, kind of a really nice tape measure, kind of expensive for a tape measure. Um, not something I really need. And so I, you know, held on to it. And like a week later, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to call my buddy who frames houses for a living and see if he needs a tape measure. Now, what was really cool was my buddy. Um, well, this isn't part isn't cool, but he had gotten really, uh, you know, hit by the economy, the economic downturn in 2008, didn't have a lot of money. He'd been borrowing a tape measure from his boss for a couple of weeks. And right before I call him and say, Hey dude, you want a tape measure? Um, and told him what it was. He had just got done getting uh, chewed out by his boss because he'd been borrowing his boss's tape measure because his had broke. And, um, 
this guy's a believer, right? Like mm-hmm. just full on in love with Jesus and all the guys that work with him, their whole goal all day long was let's see if we can get Santos to cuss. Let's see if we can get him to stumble in his faith. Like that was their goal all the time, constantly. And so when I call him and say, Hey, I got this tape measure for you. Like it flipped them all out. And they're like, Oh man, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's broke or something. You know, um, you know, God's not real. You know, you didn't just get some free tape measure. And, um, dude, it just, for all the guys that he worked with, it was like, you know, this, okay, maybe there's something to this. And, and it was just something really cool because God took care of uh, my buddy through, you know, and I got to be part of it, but, uh, you know, some of the crazier stuff, I think I'll, I'll, uh, you know, another story with him. And this is one of my favorites because it's one of my most personal stories. Uh, you know, I started playing the guitar not long after I got saved. Um, I love playing the guitar. I always wanted to. And, um, so I was in this men's group and, and one of the guys, uh, you know, or there were some of the guys that would play. And I was like, man, I wish I knew how to play. And one of the guys was like, you, you want to know how to play? I'm like, I want to know for forever. And so, um, I started playing and, and, um, he was, te- you know, gave me a lesson and I was borrowing his guitar. Um, and so one day I was at the pawn shop where I used to buy a lot of tools at the pawn shop because the guy that ran it liked what I did. And, and, um, so he, uh, I was like, Hey, do you have any good guitars? And he says, I've got a, a seagull which Steagles are just one of the best guitars you can get. He says, I'm going to uh, hook you up with it. I'll give it to you for a hundred bucks. And I didn't have a hundred bucks, but I traded him some extra tools I didn't need. So it didn't cost me anything. And um, yeah, I had that thing for a while and loved it. Well, uh, my buddy Santos on Easter, um, uh, he did, he was on our, the worship team in our church and uh, he didn't own a guitar again, because of the economic downturn of 2008, he'd been borrowing a guitar from our worship leader. And on Easter, uh, God tells me, I want you to give Santos your guitar. And my, my immediate reaction is like, what am I going to play? And, um, you know, <laughs> and I don't know exactly how to describe hearing the voice of God, but when you hear God, you hear God, you know, you know um, yeah. Yeah. You figure and, it um, out. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when it's God, cause right. you know, only God's going to tell you something like, Hey, give, give this guy your, your guitar. And you know, it's like a $600 guitar and I don't, you know, I don't make money. And, um, so my wife was at my sister's house uh, in Baton Rouge because my sister got married the Sunday after Easter. And so before you make a big financial decision that's impactful to you know where you're at, you talk to your spouse. It's a really smart thing to do. And um, so I call my wife on, um, on Monday because I'd wrestled with it for a day. And I'm like, finally had decided, okay, if this is what I'm supposed to do, if this is really what God wants me to do, I'm going to do it. You know, I was, I was, you know, kicking and screaming about it, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to obey God. And so I call my wife and I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I think God wants me to give Santos my guitar. And I want her to tell me, no, you're an idiot. And the first thing out of her mouth is, yeah, you should do that. And I'm like, no. And, um, but then she says, your sister has a guitar. She said she wants to give you. And she said, it's really nice. And that just floored me. And so, um, I'm like, wow. And I, I talked to my wife later, and the, when I decided I was going to obey God, that's when God, or not God, but my sister had told my wife about that guitar. Um, just God's timing, crazy, you know. And um, so I call Santos up at work, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, tomorrow on your way home, why don't you uh, stop by? And so he, he shows up, and there's two guitars he's always wanted. He always wanted a Martin or a Seagull. Like, those were his two favorite guitars. And so he shows up, and I just hand him this guitar, and I'm like, man, I want to give this to you. And he's like you know, blown away. 
And um, the guitar that I got from my sister was a, a 1970 Epiphone acoustic, just gorgeous, phenomenal guitar. And um, I had it for a bunch of years, but it was really old and, and um, you know, not been well taken care of. And what was crazy was um, like, I loved that guitar. It was great. And um, I had it till about a year and a half ago when the neck actually broke on it just from age. And I was talking to Santos one day and he's like, Hey, how's that, 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 that uh, Epiphone? I'm like, Oh, the neck broke. I'm looking for another one. He goes, Oh, my wife just bought me a, uh, a, a new Martin for Christmas. I'll give you the seagull back. Hmm. So yeah. <laughs> but you know, anytime. Yeah. So cool. yeah. And it's cool because anytime we're obedient, God like responds to it. You know, when God asks us to do something, you know, he responds in really amazing ways. Like um, when I, I had stopped doing the nonprofit mechanic thing um, was when I had actually messed up my rotator cuff in my right shoulder real bad. I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. I was playing. <laughs> this was the stupidest injury ever. Like I always thought oh, I'm going to hurt my back, you know, lifting a motor or something. I was playing dodgeball. <laughs> I, I have been real super involved in church. I was, a uh, you know, uh, uh, an activities director for uh, Wana's at the church that I go to. Huh. And uh, <laughs> I do a Wana at my yeah. church. Yeah. I love it. It's great. You yeah. know, um, and, uh, but uh, there was a, you know, we had the, the third or fourth grade class in, and then there was also two older 17 uh, year old teenage boys and the, 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 the third or fourth graders or whatever they were playing and the, me and the two teenage boys were playing. And I mean, we were, we were just nailing each other, but the next day I woke up and my right arm just didn't work. And, and um, you know, it was like, I couldn't pick my, my arm up. Uh, it, it took a oh. long time. It took me about a year and a half to, to uh, heal up from that. But uh I had a few days after that happened. Oh no, it was a couple of weeks. I had a guy that that calls calls me up. His name's uh, Greg, and I'd done some work for him in the past. Um, and when I'd worked on his van, um, you know, I went over there, and on my business card it says, uh, you know, full service nonprofit auto repair, and on the back it says affordable auto repair is dedicated to sharing the love of God by offering free auto repair to those in need. And so he had my business card, and when I went over to his house, you know, I wanted to talk to him about God and kind of share the gospel and it just never worked out. And so, um, you know, after I messed my shoulder up, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or so, uh, he calls me up and he's like, Hey, I need the, the front brakes changed on my van. He goes, they're going out. And I was going to tell him, no, I can't do it. You know, I, my, my right arm's not really working. And God was like, no, you need to do it. And so, um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do it. So I tell him, yeah, okay. You know, um, I'll go ahead and do it. And front brakes on that particular van, really easy to do. Um, you know, so I can pretty much do it one handed. And, um, so I'm thinking, okay, God wants me to do this because, um, you know, I need to share the gospel with this guy because he didn't get saved before. So, you know, he needs to get saved. And, um, so he shows up and, and, you know, uh, before he showed up, you know, I've been praying about, Oh, you know, I want to lead this guy to Christ. I'm going to share the gospel with him. He gets over there. And before I can say anything, he goes, dude, you changed my life. I was like, what? And, um, he says, you know, I've never seen anybody that would do something like you did. And it, it impacted me so much. Um, you didn't even try and preach him or anything. Um, you know, I knew you were a Christian and it was so real with you that me and my wife and our two kids, um, we found a church, started going to church and got saved and our lives were radically changed. And, and, you know, one of the things I talk about on TikTok, I'm like plant mm-hmm. seeds, you know, yeah. because so often we don't know. Um, what we say or do, how it's going to impact people. And that was one thing I constantly saw was, um, you know, sometimes I'd lead people to Christ, but sometimes the things I'd say or do um, would just impact people in a way that, uh, you know, God would take like a little seed that I plant. And and the thing is so often, you know, okay, so I ran a nonprofit mechanic company for a living. Not many people are going to do something like that. But the thing is, is, and, and I think the main message that I want to get across is that, um, 
you know, God can use anybody, you know, as long as we're willing to step out in faith. One of my favorite stories, like I started this thing, I, I, I did a video on TikTok. I was like, hey, you know, share your crazy God stories. I did this video where I want people to share their stories to encourage other believers. Well, this one story that got shared a couple of days ago that really, really hit me is this guy named Coach Davis. And um, he shared his story on TikTok. And he, uh, he said, a few years after he graduated college, um, this guy came up to him and said, hey, do you remember me? And Coach Davis is like, I remember your face, but I don't really remember you. And the guy says, man, um, I was going to kill myself one day. And uh, before I had the chance, you came up to me and you just talked to me and you were nice, told me I was a good athlete. You were just nice. And it had this impact on me. So I didn't kill myself. And what's really makes this story, you know, fantastic is coach Davis. It's a two part video. Um, it's like a two minute story. You can only share, you know, 60 second videos on TikTok. Right. Um, he goes on in the second video and he says, I don't have social skills. Um, you know, I, I'm not a good speaker and I'm not a handsome man. And if you go in and you watch his videos, you know, he's really socially awkward. You can tell by watching his video, the guy's socially awkward. He's not articulate. He just doesn't, he's not able to speak well. Um, and, and uh, you know, and he's just like, God used me to impact this person. And so, you know, there's some things I did that I think, okay, because of what I was doing, you know, God used me for but here's what I want people to understand is that the craziest things can happen when we just step out in faith. Um, I want to share some stories that are just um, where God worked through me, where he could have worked through anybody, not just someone running a nonprofit mechanic company. Um, uh, here's a little simple one. One time uh, my daughter and I, um, I had to go get new glasses because, you know, my eyes are not um, as good as they were when I was 20 years old. Um and uh, before we went into this glasses place, we're like, hey, you know, let's just talk to people about Jesus. And so we uh, we go in there and, and we started talking to this one guy and he just didn't want to hear it. And so I don't force, you know, Christianity or, you know, the you know, my witness or anything on anybody. If someone's really making it clear, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm going to let it go unless all these spirits like, hey, you need to push it. Um, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to let it go. And so, uh, this girl, she was, I don't know, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, uh, starts helping me, you know, with my glasses and stuff. And, um, you know, we talked about Jesus a little bit. I don't remember what all was said. Um, I don't remember that part of the conversation, but, uh, where we went, it was, uh, this place where you get your glasses in an hour. So, um, you know, me and my daughter, uh, or I'd picked out my glasses that I was going to get and they're making them and everything. And me and my daughter, you know, we leave and, and uh, we were like, Hey, what, you know, my daughter was like, why don't we get this girl a Bible? So there was a Christian bookstore, Mardell uh, in the same shopping center. And we went and found a new living translation of the new Testament. And, um, so we go back to get my glasses and she's, you know, telling me stuff. And I hand her this Bible. I just hand her a Bible. And she like, I mean, this employee in this really busy store bursts into tears. Like it's this crazy thing. Like she just starts bawling and, and I'm like, okay, what happened? And she's like, I've been wanting to get a Bible, but I didn't even know where to find one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's, she's been wanting to know God, this girl that's been wanting to know God. And, and all I had to do was just mention God and hand her a Bible. And, um, it had a radical impact on her life. I went back, you know, a year later when I got my new glasses, I went back and talked to her and, you know, that had made a huge impact on her life. You know, she was getting to know God. Um, that's, 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 I'm sorry. I was just saying, that's just very cool. There's a couple people who are saying, wow, in the chat room over here. So there's a, <laughs> Yeah, and there's a yeah, there's a couple of people making some interesting comments. But anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and that's something 
anybody could have done. That wasn't just like, you know, because of what I was doing, that was like me just being, you know, a regular Joe Christian. And, and the thing is, you know, um, there's so many things that I had happened like that. Um, and there were some really cool things God did. Um, you know, I, I had this, uh, one guy, one time I was overworking on his car and, um, I just talked about the change God made in my life. And, um, and, uh, you know, uh, he's just, you know, I could tell he's just kind of shocked by this. He's like, what? And, um, and, uh, so, you know, I was trying to share the gospel with him and he really didn't want to hear it, you know, and, and, um, he, I was getting some pushback and, uh, and, uh, so I kind of backed off and, and I ran into him, I fixed his, his car and ran into him again a few days later. And, and, um, you know, he was, he brought it up a little bit, but then he was kind of like pushed back. And so, um, you know, I, I didn't see him again for, I don't know, you know, six or seven years. And then, and he tells me, man, um, your story impacted me so much. He goes, here's the thing. He goes, I was pushing back because I was an alcoholic. I was struggling with alcoholism and I couldn't be free. And when he started telling me about the change God made in your life, you know, it really hit me. Um, and so he started going to this church and, uh, you know, in the town we live in and he got saved and his life got radically changed. And here's, what's really cool about that. And again, I just planted a seed, you know, I, I, I just planted a seed with this guy, shared the gospel with him. And, um, what's really cool about it is he starts going to church and gets saved. Well, his wife, sees the change in his life. And, and, um, so she was so excited about it. She didn't believe in, you know, believe in what he believed in her thing, didn't believe in God. So she started going to church just to support her husband. She heard the gospel at church and she got saved. And, uh, you know, and, and so again, that was something that, you know, um, I just had to talk to this guy and share the gospel with him. And, um, and, uh, you know, God did the rest. Um, I had, a you know, uh, man, there's just so many people that, uh, you know, stuff like that happened where it was just, I would do something simple and, uh, you know, God do something. This other lady, I'd worked on her car one time and, and I talked to her a little bit about my faith and I ran into her a few years later and, um, you know, we were talking and I was like, Oh, you know, how are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm getting spiritual. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know? Cause I'm like, okay. And, uh, so we're, we're talking and, uh, about it and she's, you know, trying to find God. And, and I just spent some time talking to her and shared the gospel and she starts crying. And uh, she had been wanting to know for years how to be right with God. She'd never heard the gospel before. She didn't know that, you know, being right with God comes through what Jesus did for us and faith in him. And she gave her life to Christ. One of my favorite ones, this one was kind of cool, um, was uh, we, me, me and my wife were living in this, this trailer and um this uh, young couple moves in across the street from us. And God is like, I want you to share the gospel with the husband. Um, and um, it wasn't like, do it right now, but it was like, you're going to share the gospel with this guy. And so I was, you know, just kept kind of waiting for the opportunity. I don't know when. And uh, not long after that, um, I'd gone out one Saturday morning to take the trash out. And I'm in uh, my pajamas with a, a, a robe on. And um, I, uh, you know, he walks outside, he's smoking a cigarette and I'm like, all right, man, here goes. So I go over and I start just talking to, to him and uh, just sharing the gospel with him. And, um, he, he had a lot of like objections and it wasn't like, you know, sometimes when you share the gospel with people, they have like objections and it's just like, get out of my face kind of objections. But for him, it was like, he really just had questions. Um, you know, he thought he had to fix himself before he could come to God. And so I'm sharing the gospel with this guy and um his wife comes outside about i don't know 15 20 minutes into it and she's listening and in like four or five minutes she starts crying i mean silently 
but she's just weeping. And so he gives his life to Jesus. And, um, and then she's like, I've just been praying that this would happen. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, but, and there's a lot of stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to share one of my favorite stories. This is one of the, just the, probably <laughs> the craziest Wait, one. Before you do, sorry, I have to, <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you ever thought about writing a book about this stuff? Just curious. Yes. Yes, I want to at some point. I'm going to call it Faith Isn't Blind. Yeah, let me let me ask you guys in the chat room. If if Chris were to write a book, would you think you would want to get it? Because, you know, because these are, these are pretty cool stories. And Randall, did you want to say something? Because I heard you over there. No. No? Okay. All right. Go on. Okay, so. Back to the guest. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying back to the guest, pointing to you. Okay. Yeah, so this is a kind of like. I think one of the, there's a lot of them that I think are really cool. And I think every time God does something in somebody's life, it doesn't matter what's going on. It's, it's equally amazing. People are saying, this they one would is, read, uh, I was just, I'm sorry. People are saying they would read your book. Yeah. I want to write what I need to. Um, and I don't even want to charge for it. I like I write a free ebook or something, but, um, and, and, and the thing is like, I really, you know, the thing is Jesus said, let your light shine before or no, Hold on just yes. a second. His his handle over on TikTok, TikTok, T-I-K-T-O-K, that's the platform he's he's really good, popular on, is Crazy God Story. And mine, yes. mine is Stacy Lynn L-O-J. So that's, you know, just go follow him, though. You don't have to follow me. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm sorry. Go follow her. Good stuff. <laughs> so, um, oh, one thing I say, if you do go on there, and you do at any point share a crazy God story. This is Stacy. If you do another one, make it so it can be duetted okay. or, um, or reacted to. Cause I actually, you had told one that I tried to react to and it wouldn't let me cause you would, you oh. have to like actually enable the reaction when you do it. Okay. Videos, so. Now I'm just learning that. So, you know, after we do this, I will go over and do something and then we'll do edit and you can do that. Awesome. So yeah, now I know. Cause I'll, I'll do it. TikTok is a, a cool story. It's an interesting, it is a, um, interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting platform. It was like musically joined, uh, Vine. Is that what it was? Well, it was Vine and then musically and then tick and then Vine kind of shut down and then it was musically and then something happened and TikTok bought musically. I think, I don't know. Something. My, my, yeah. my, uh, 16 year old that is a social media you know, fanatic told me the history of it. And I was like, okay. So it was kind um, of like that sure. one video. This, so ins my mom had me and my dad had me and I, my mom yes. did this. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I have to tell you the funniest thing about TikTok is that it actually makes me laugh. There's so much controversy on it. Like from boomers, Xers, the kids, there's a lot of animal stuff, God stuff. There's a lot of vulgarity, but there's also a lot of funny yep. stuff too. And it's, it's well, anyway, but go back to your story. I'll back to you. Okay. Okay. I'll be quiet now. So, no, it's okay. So, <laughs> this I guess this is kind of one of, uh, I guess, from a human perspective, this is one of the, like, the biggest things. This is one of the, the ones that always makes people go, holy shnikey balls. Um, so, I was in Corpus Christi one day, driving down the highway, and I was in my work truck, and this guy broke down on the side of the road. And so, I'm like, oh, I'll stop and help him. And uh, he had a flat tire. He'd been there for several hours and, um, you know, nobody had stopped to help him. And I'm like, okay, I can, you know, do this. So I helped him change his tire. And I, 
he mentions, I don't even remember what exactly I said, but, you know, talk to him, you know, really briefly about God. And um, on one of my business cards, there's a church in Corpus Christi I like called Calvary Chapel. It's a non-denominational church. They're kind of Baptistical, somewhere between Baptist and Pentecostal. Really good Bible teaching church. But um, so I like the church, obviously. And um, I wrote down the number um, and the street that the church was on, and I gave my card. And a few months later, this guy that goes to that church calls me up, and he says, the next time you're in Corpus, because I live about 40 minutes away, um, he says, I want to buy you a cup of coffee. So let me know you're the next, the next time you're over here. So I, uh, you know, I call this guy up and, um, and as much as possible, I try and leave people's names out. Um, cause I like, you know, I don't want to impede on people's anonymity or whatever. Uh, but, uh, this guy, um, you know, I call him up that went to Calvary chapel and, and, um, and, uh, we go and have coffee and he goes, okay, look, he goes, here's what happened. The guy that you stopped and helped change a tire, he was a drug dealer for a living. When he got the flat tire, he was on his way to kill the guys he was dealing drugs with. There was like five guys he was going to, to, to kill. He had his uh, pistol in the front seat of his truck. And, you know, I didn't know it. But what happened was, is he'd gotten so shooken up by the fact that uh, somebody who's a Christian stopped to uh, help him out and was the only person that had stopped to help him and then mentioned something about Jesus that he took that as like some kind of divine sign and went to that church and got saved and radically changed and completely got out of drugs altogether. So, yeah. I love yeah, that. that one. I, I love that story because you just, you never know. You, you never know. And there's, there's, there, you know, I think about stuff all the time. I think about like, like, why are you where you are? Why do you live where you live? Like when you go to the grocery store and you're with other people, are people at that grocery store, like, why are you with those people? When you travel, you're on an airplane and you're, you're next to certain people in an airplane, you know, why are you meeting those people? You know, I mean, think about it. You know, our steps are very um, directed. And I don't know you guys, I mean, most of you guys in the audience have heard my feminine pad, always feminine pad coupon story. Now, yeah, I love that story. That, <laughs> I told Christopher it when we did our initial yeah. talk, when I asked him to be on the, the show, cause if, cause if God doesn't know you or know the needs of other people, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't get much more intimate than always feminine pad. Just saying people, <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, okay, and he directs your steps and you meet you meet people and so it it's um it is kind of funny. So, well, now we got about yeah. 10 minutes or so left on the show, maybe 15 cuz we started about 5 minutes late. Um Awesome. But uh would you like to take any comments or questions from our audience? I mean, we have some, we have quite a few people in Periscope right now. I I could probably show you some some of the people. In one yeah, in one second, can I actually respond to what you just said really quick? Yeah, and then ahead. I would love to take questions and comments. Yeah. Okay, so there's a, one of my favorite passages. I'm going to give the reference, and then I'm going to paraphrase it just for uh, brevity and time's sake. Um, this mm -hmm. is in Acts 17, uh, uh, verse uh, 26 and 27. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, I love this passage. Yeah. So Paul is talking, and he basically says, God... Uh, created everybody from one common ancestor and he picked when and where everybody would live in the hope that they would search for God and grope for, for God, him. even yeah. though God isn't far from any of us. You know, here's the thing is that God knows every single person he's ever created. God's, you know, God says in the Bible, he's not willing that anybody should perish. And so he's, he's picked when and where in, in history and where on the earth that everyone will live giving 
because of the way he knows us, giving us the best chance to find him and to, to realize our need for him. You know, he wants us to realize our need for him. And um, the thing is, is I believe the Holy Spirit is at work in the life of every single person on this planet, trying to show us our need for God. Before Jesus left in the book of Acts, before he went up to heaven, he said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll receive, you will receive power to be my witnesses to the entire world. And that's not just talking about like, you know, you're going to have a good testimony, but I think it's like, you know, he wants to work through our lives and kind of, you know, I think, you know, the way that I've seen him work is an example of that. And so the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me is the same Holy Spirit that's in the work at work in the life of every unbeliever in the world. And so I believe that when we open our mouths and just talk to unbelievers, that uh, the Holy Spirit inside of us will speak through us to exactly what he's been doing in their life because he knows what he's doing in their life and we don't. So yeah, I, that that's kind of, yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Cause you know what? I, I often think, you know, I like, like how this show even started. You know, I mean, this show started 15 years ago. It was just a, pl a podcast. And, you know, I had spent most of my adult, early, young life studying to become a marriage counselor, which I did. You know, I did it for a, a while. But then God redirected my steps and this show started. And I threw, I, did I tell you how I started the show? I think I did, didn't I? You did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I threw out a fleece and said, yeah, okay, Lord, look, if you really want me to do this, I want to interview Amy Grant. Like, that's going to happen. <laughs> yes, I heard that. It was awesome. That was your that was your crazy <laughs> oh, God story on TikTok. One of them, yeah, yeah. So, But I yeah. did. I got to interview her. And, you know, and, like, how does a girl unknown in Southern California who has zero connections to anybody in Christian music get to interview Amy Grant? Yeah. In yeah two, it's, it's amazing what that does. Yeah. I mean, and so, and then from there, you know, it just exploded with other people and, and, uh, you know, um, you know, I've got to interview all of Duck Dynasty and, and, and Dr. Van Carson, you know, yeah. Bob Beckel, you know, who used to be, well, he, he actually still is a liberal, but he got radically saved, um, many years ago because he was an alcoholic and he wrote a book sharing about how God, helped him with his alcohol addiction. Um, and like wow. Bob Beckel, why would Bob Beckel be coming on Bible news radio? I mean, who the heck is Bible news radio that Bob Beckel would be? <laughs> yeah. And so, and you know, and I mean, there's people in our audience that have gotten saved uh, from hearing wow. us on Periscope and, you know, and it's just funny to me because, um, because I remember when I was first born again, which was in the early eighties, um, I'm just, I'm 10 years older than, than he is over there. <laughs> but I remember when I got saved thinking, um, you know, that the Lord would return in my lifetime. And that was, you know, almost 40 years ago, right? Cause I was 14 when I, 13, 14, when I got saved and, you know, here, here I am 51, you know, and things are a lot different than they were then. And I look at, um, technology and how it how is how it's exploded and and how you are somebody I've never met in person I see you on a screen I hear your voice I hear your story you're in Texas I'm in Tennessee um the people on Periscope who've become our our followers and friends on Periscope and and frankly every other platform most of them I've never met in person but I know them we've become friends 
what we do here impacts their lives, what they do with us, whether it's by donating to the show or pray for us or send me a note of encouragement or whatever, that impacts me and gives me, you know, seed, if you will, to put out. And, you know, yeah. all of our lives are impacted by media, but the the worldly media, you know, doesn't build you up. In fact, I actually, <coughs> I was listening to somebody this morning who's going to be coming on my show next week, Dr. Larry Allison. And, and you know, he's a, a, a pastor and a teacher and, and he has a ministry and um, I met him at the Prophecy Watchers Conference, but he's... He's a, he's really a man of faith as well. And um, one thing that he said in a message that he gave recently was that, you know, we often hear people say that the world, um, that we can love, um, um, you know, to, to, to love the sinner, but don't accept the sin, uh, but that we're in the world, not of it. But he said, well, a lot of people don't point out and they they actually forget is that the Christian is not to love the world at all period and and unfortunately a lot of Christians do really love the world that's why they, that's why their understanding of scripture is skewed because they leave room in there for compromise um, you know and we could talk about the, <laughs> the big issues of the day um, which we do um, and that's where it can get us in trouble as Christians because you're really well known as a Christian if you're really standing against what the world promotes. You know, I, go, I always go yeah. back to, to Psalm 1 uh, where it says to not take counsel from the ungodly. And it's like, well, what's the ungodly counsel? Just turn the TV on. You know, people, go, <laughs> you know, if you if you turn on TikTok as an example, it's hilarious. The politics on Ooh. TikTok crack me up. And I'm like, why are you as a Christian getting all bent out of shape about Donald Trump and Hillary? Who cares? I mean, yeah. yes, it matters, but it really ultimately doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't give you the peace whether or not Hillary is the president or Donald is. It isn't the issue. Jesus is the king of kings anyway, and you're going to answer to him someday, not these guys, you know. So I try to try to just kind of keep that right perspective. And I always try to remember, you know, you, you don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, I met Linda in Target because of a feminine pat coupon. You know, I mean, this yeah. is my potato club card, people. Yes, there is a potato club. Uh, the anti-carb activists are going to be coming after us soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway... All right, so let me see if we got any comments for, for Chris here. Let's see here. I'm going to scroll back here. You guys have any Can comments? Yeah, go ahead. One, okay, sorry. One other thing. So of all the things that uh, happened as a result of uh, you know me following God, the thing that there's two things that are the most important. Um, one is you know my marriage has gotten really good. I've been married for almost 21 years, and I have a strong marriage. The other thing is that my kids are walking with God. Um, and that's so important to me. Um, my oldest daughter uh, attends the University of Texas in Austin. I'm a, I'm a, you know, 
Texas dad they lost today. It was horrible. It's a tragedy. But no. Yeah. But one of the things you know that she started doing there's a there's a food a food crisis at the University of Texas. Like a lot of students don't have enough food. Um, you know, and they can't afford to eat regularly. And uh, one of the things she did, she started uh, this uh, free spaghetti dinner. She's using her own money, of which she has very very little. And um, you know, once a week she uh, you know feeds you know ten to fifteen kids. And if more kids would show up, she would buy more food. Um, and UT is actually getting ready to, I think, uh, start helping her out with that. But they did a, they actually did a story on her in the newspaper, the UT newspaper and some other stuff. Um, and then, you know, my, my uh, youngest daughter, she's been on several mission trips and she just has this, this passion to serve God and serve people. And, uh, you know, my, my middle daughter loves God, you know, very, very much too. And she wants to be in church and, and be serving and, um, you know, so one of the things for me that's been the most important is um, because of the life that I've lived, you know, it's it's uh, one of the things the Bible says, it says, always be ready to give an answer for your faith. OK, I'm paraphrasing again, but right. you know, always be be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies in you with meekness and fear. And and the thing is, is one of the things for my kids that won them over to Christ early on um, and they'll, they'll tell you this was the change in my life. And the father that I became. So, yeah. So, okay. Questions, comments, whatever. I just, I had to get that out there. So oh, that's yeah. awesome. My yeah. wife told me I needed to say that. Well, <laughs> And it's really true. Well, you know what? Hey, as a retired marriage counselor, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you saw the, the one I did on, on me, uh, you know, my mom was married three times. My dad was married four. my wow. husband, my husband's parents, my, her his mom was married three times. His dad was married twice. So, and, you know, and you just add a litany of the, the big sins that a lot of families have in them. And you add that to the mix. And then you go into marriage and um, you're like, um, how, how does this work? <laughs> how does this work? You know, and Randall and I, we've been married 27 years, a little over that. But, but, but it was a lot of counseling a lot of, you know, figuring it out because we needed the wise counseling. The Bible says that there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, which we had a lot of those. Um, and there is. And so if you do it God's way, you don't end up, you don't have to have the, the, you know, you can break, you can break generational curses that are out there, yep. you know, but it's not like, Hey, I'm going to bind the devil and stamp, stomp them under my feet. And then I'm going to smush them with a marshmallow and set them on fire. Uh, no, you're going to actually have to deal with your flesh and you're going to have to deal with learning to walk in the spirit and learning how to figure things out so that you get to the place where you can deal in the relationship that you're in. You can have a healthy marriage if you both submit unto the Lord like he tells you to, you know. And so anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so let's see here. Okay, so we have, um, I'm going to scroll back here. So, and welcome to some of you new people here too, uh, David and is it Valister? I don't know. I don't know how to say that. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. I'm scrolling back up. So some people were saying that, um, uh, wow. Oh, you'd like to hear the story too. You want to hear the always feminine pad story? I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I will, you know, cause, cause not a lot of people, I mean, my audience has heard it. Okay. So if you're new here, I'll tell you that. And if you guys have any questions for Christopher, that'd be good. So. So, um, and I'll give you the short version of the, the always story. Okay. So I was living in California and one afternoon I got 
coupons in the mail, which is not an unknown. It's not an unusual thing. They come in the mail all the time. But this particular day, I got an always feminine pack, um, you know, coupon. And because at the time I used that, I don't need it now. But at the time I did, I was uh, going ahead and I just was like, not that story. What? <laughs> this is a good story. You don't want to hear the foot foot joke. That's what you don't want to hear. <laughs> Neither is Randall. But anyway, so this coupon was to Target. And I got it on Monday. And all week, I couldn't get this stupid thing off my mind. Finally, when Friday came around, I was thinking about going and using it. But nope. Saturday came around. And all afternoon, it was bugging me. And I kept telling Randall I should just use it. He was kind of getting irritated with me by the end of the day. Because I hadn't used it. He finally told me, just go use it. So I finally went to Target. And I walk in with the coupon in hand and I said, you know, I I walk right to the feminine pad aisle and there's a lady standing there and I said, hey, fancy meeting you here. I'm here because of this stupid coupon. And she says to me, what's this coupon? What's a coupon? And she had an accent and I, I didn't recognize the accent. And to make a long story short, I ended up talking to her. She asked a question about my t-shirt, which was her Mission Network News, and it said be a doer of the word on it, not merely a hearer only. And I explained to her that I I love missions, and at the time, my husband and I were working with the Gideons International. And um, I said, yeah, have you ever heard of the Gideons? And, and she said, uh, yeah. And I said, well, my husband's the, the chaplain of the Orange Camp here in California, and the Holy Spirit fell on me and her, her husband and daughter came walking up and she introduced me to her husband and said, well, we're the president of the whole camp of the whole nation of Iceland. And we've been here all week and we've been praying to find the person who heads up the local Gideons here and all week. And not only that, but she had been walking around that target like for like four hours and her husband was beginning to get annoyed with her because he wanted to leave Target. She kept walking back and forth. And anyway, we're still friends to this day, you know, and and I don't even know the extent of the fruit from that. But it all started with a feminine pad coupon. So that's the story. Wow. Just I Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, that's a crazy God story. For sure. Yes. That's a crazy God story. Yeah. I don't think you actually did share that on TikTok. I think you just told me. But oh, no, yeah, I and see, you. that's I a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's a lot more details to that because ever since we connected even, God used this show in the, the husband's life to connect with one of my guests who he needed to help with some medical stuff that would help women in, in um, third world countries get help that they needed. You know, only God. Yeah. You know, everybody always says only God. Yeah, it's true. Only God. Yeah. You know, and he, the thing is, I'm convinced that God wants to work through every believer in that way. So often we're like, I wish I knew God's will for my life. I wish I knew God's will for my life. I've heard that so many times. And and okay, yeah, God used me to start a nonprofit mechanic company. I did that for two and a half years till I messed my shoulder up and I couldn't work for a while. Um, and I still do that. I still, you know, I'm a mechanic again, um, after a little hiatus for some medical stuff, but I still, I'm constantly helping people, um, that can't afford to go to a shop. The thing is, is God's not just looking for people to do things like that. Every single day, God wants to use us to impact the world around us. 
And I really believe we just have to open our mouth and start talking to people. And the thing is, is if you're not doing that, it's one of the scariest things in the world. I share my stories on TikTok and people are like, man, I'm so scared to share my faith. But the thing is, you know, if we open our mouth and talk, God is going to speak through us to people. And you're going to get, you know, a lot of rejection. You're going to get a lot of people that don't want to hear what you have to say. Right. Um, but, um, you know, you're going to get people that it's going to impact and you're not even going to know this side of eternity. You know, you're going to say something to someone one day and you're going to think, well, that was a waste of time. And then one day you're going to be in heaven and this person's going to come up to you and be like, well, because of what you said or did, you know, I got saved. You know, and it's going to happen. Yep. It's crazy. I know. God. Some guy calling himself Apostle David, which you're not an Apostle David, just so you know. So that tells me a lot about your faith right there, because you're not an Apostle. Um, the Holy Spirit fell on you. This wordy phrase is not God's mercy. It's a fable. What? That, that tells me you're a false Apostle, because you're not an Apostle in the first place. If you knew what an Apostle was, you wouldn't even be doing that. That's kind of, kind of shameful, actually. So, but anyway, nothing's impossible with God. Uh, I'm glad you told about this. I want to hear more even. Okay. So, so our, our time is pretty much up, but, um, I would ask you to, you know, give people where they can hear you. And if you guys want to get on TikTok, be forewarned, it's kind of addictive, <laughs> Yeah, but it's a good thing because <laughs> believers are over there and there's a lot of people with very strong opinions on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, when you get behind a keyboard, you got, you know, there's like this an anonymity that lets you say things you wouldn't normally say. Yeah. Well, I've dealt with it for 15 years, so it's no big deal. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to give people a final word or I'm talking? Yeah, to you. man. Um, final word, you know, big thing in my life has just been faith. Um, you know, and uh, no matter what God is asking you to do, if you, if God's asking you to do something, um, step out in faith and do it, and you're going to see God work. You're going to see him respond um, every single time he's faithful. Um, you know, if you don't know where to start, man, just start by telling somebody, hey, God loves you. You know, this guy I, I discipled for a long time, um, he'd hang out with me and I'd tell people in the grocery store, you know, the, the clerks or whatever, hey, Jesus loves you, or God has a plan for life or stuff like that. And he thought it was ridiculous, but then he realized, you know, That'll get, you know, start conversations. Just start saying things, you know, don't be like, oh, I just let my life speak. We have to give <laughs> a reason for the way we are. That's true. You know, so ju just step out in faith and say something to someone. And if you're too scared, tell God, hey, I'm too scared, but I want to share my faith. Um, you know, that's the best thing I can say is just start stepping out in faith and just talk to people and you'll see God work. Amen. Okay, and where can they follow you on TikTok? Crazy God Story. Crazy God Story. So you got to download yeah. the app and Crazy yeah. God Story. Is... Yeah, and I have a whole lot more stories like that. Yeah, and it's, it's also those stories and then a lot of God's provision too and the way he came through. So Yeah, I mean, that's the coolest thing. So yeah, so if you guys want to follow Chris, do you like Chris or Christopher? What's your favorite? I, I go by Chris. That's what I thought. Okay. So My you, mom's the only one that's ever called me Christopher. I know. And here I am calling you Christopher. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I should have asked ahead of time. But anyway. Christopher is such a great it's name. It's okay. It is. Yeah. So It means Christ bear. That's oh, right. There you go. Yep. Okay. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, Stacy Lynn L-O-J as in Ladies of Justice. That's my name there. 
Uh, I provide content over there that I don't really put anywhere else. I, although I have shared some of it to Instagram, um, but I'm actually going to stop doing that because it's it's a different platform. And, and I'm really trying to um, just do something different over there and just try not to get spiked by even that platform because TikTok is censoring people as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad, but I, I was thinking, oh, here's a platform that's not censoring Christians. And it is. So, uh, I, they're, they're censoring everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's weird. Stuff. They have a weird censoring thing going on right now. Yeah. Well, anyway, so if you want to follow me, Stacy Lynn, L O J, want to follow Chris crazy God story, S T O R Y. Yeah. And, uh, and you'll, you'll have, you might get addicted to TikTok, just saying. Facebook and Periscope are kind of old, but you know, <laughs> but we're still here. Is has there was there any other questions on YouTube or anything? I didn't even look. Um, I know Sean came over on um, um, Twitch, but uh, nothing on YouTube. Okay. Uh, no question. Twitch. Looking over on Mixer. Okay. Cool. Uh, no commentary there. Okay, cool. All right, so tomorrow, you guys, it's weekend. It's scripture. What? What is it? Sunday. Sunday in the scriptures. Sunday in the scriptures, which Bareface is going to lead. Um, and um, do you want to promo what you're going to talk about, or do you know? Um, well, I could, if they want stuff that's almost a day old. Uh, tomorrow the truck stop. I oh, yeah. plan to look into Second uh, Corinthians chapter five. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, and that reminds me, you guys, uh, keep us in prayer for tomorrow. Randall and I go down once a month to um, uh, Truck Stop Ministries, and we minister to the big rig drivers that come and they spend, um, you know, they stop over at this truck stop place and they get their rest and they get fueled up and they get, you know, food and stuff. And we provide uh, the ministry. Randall does the, the service and I hang out and talk and we we minister to these long-haul truck drivers and i'll tell you what these guys are the unsung heroes of america um if you have never sat and talked to truck drivers and learned about who these people are and why they do what they do in fact there's quite a few of them on on tiktok <laughs> one in particular was yelling at everybody because she said that you should stop cutting in front of big rig drivers because you know they literally have a couple seconds to stop and if you are an idiot and you want to get run over then then do that but anyway yeah when i was first learning to drive the law of tonnage was yeah the, if it's a bigger vehicle they have the right of way no matter legally or not because it doesn't end well <laughs> it doesn't end well if you get mixed up with you know larger vehicles so right there you go and so anyway randall and i will be down there tomorrow morning so please pray for us that that the Lord would bring a couple of truck drivers to the chapel. So that'd be nice. Last time we went, there was nobody that showed up the time before that one person did. And the time before that two people did. Um, and it was really powerful. The three people that I've met in the time we've been doing this have, I mean, they've really impacted me. Um, and they will impact you too. So, um, so yeah, pray for us that the Lord would use us to, you know, maybe God will use them to minister to us like they did last time too whatever but anyway pray for that so 8 p.m central bareface will be back with with uh sunday in the scriptures <laughs> we used to call it weekends in the word when we did our show five days a week and last call here also i just want to put out a need i have 
Uh, you guys know I joined Legal Shield to um, to help raise money for this ministry. Uh, so if you are in need of our legal insurance, which is $25 a month and will totally protect you, get your will done and all that, uh, help you with traffic tickets, etc. Or if you need identity theft protection, what we sell is the best on the market. Uh, it's it's world-class identity theft protection and you can get yourself covered for uh, your family for either $25 a month for your whole family or uh, 30 bucks if you use our three bureau plan, which is actually what I recommend. Uh, get in touch with me. Uh, I have some goals this month. I'm halfway to the that goal, but I still need a couple more people. So if that's something you're interested in helping me with, uh, then get in touch with me through our website or your, you know, on social media, wherever you can reach me, just contact me. Okay. All right. So what I always say at the end of every show is this people be bold, stand up and go with God because he loves you. We'll be back tomorrow. 